You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome, welcome to another episode of The Royal Access. I'm so excited to be here with you guys, and we just finished up an amazing, amazing week this week. We had breakfast with Queens, and it was just so good. And if you're not a part of the Royal Access community, we want to really encourage you to join the Royal Access community because you can watch all of the past episodes from every day this week. And we're also going to be at some point in the next few weeks launching those episodes on the podcast. So I'm super excited about that. But one of the things that was so great about Breakfast with Queens is more women got to understand the content in the book, May I Call You Queen. And it's all leading up to our virtual event on November 20th, which you are invited to. So November 20th, which is a Friday, we will be doing May I Call You Queen, an evening with the author, a virtual event. It's going to be so, so amazing. It's going to be so great. And if this week is any indication of how the Holy Spirit was able to move through the women who were guests on Breakfast with Queens and everything that God wanted to say that happened this week, if this is any indication, it's going to be on and popping on and popping. So you want to be there and you want to be there with us as we experience that. It's going to be life-changing. I definitely feel that there's a shift and a move that God wants to to do in that place. So it's November 20th, tickets are on Eventbrite. As usual, we'll put the link to the tickets in the show notes. And if you know a friend, you know a friend who will really benefit from coming to an event like this, please invite them out, send them to the link, and then direct them to the podcast so that they can hear some of the content that God has been allowing us to talk about and produce over the last few weeks. If we're not at 20 episodes yet, I, I think we're going to be there soon. So um, I'm super excited. We're still in the series, The Root. And so we're going to dive right into this episode. And it's The Root, Two Kingdom Principles That Every Business-Minded Person Needs to Succeed. Two Kingdom Principles That Every Business-Minded Person Needs to Succeed. And this is part one. So there will be a part two. This is part one. And so... Where I discovered these two principles was one of the last physical events, in-person events I was able to go to in 2020. My friends and I, we went to Oprah's 2020 Vision Tour in February of this year, and I'm so glad we caught the Vision Tour. I'm so glad we went because, one, it was one of the last outings, and it's the last trip I took outside of the Bahamas this year, so I did get to travel this year. And it was just so amazing hearing Oprah's story, learning from her personal development. She was on stage all day. It wasn't just like, oh, an all day event. And we saw Oprah for an hour. She was like literally on stage all day from like nine to four. And there was a lot of things that she taught, but there were two things that I observed in her story that, so she didn't directly tell us like, I am teaching you this principle, but just hearing the various stories that she told throughout the day, I realized that these two principles were very heavily in her life. So one of the things that she talked about was in her career, there being times where people 
were brought on the show because it would have been great ratings. Like, this is a really good story. It's really captivating. At one point, I think she interviewed members of the Ku Klux Klan. And so it would have been a big thing. Like, this black woman in television is interviewing people who are publicly known to, you know, murder black people, to hate black people, to you know, do all of these things. And so, yes, we're going to get a lot of good ratings from that, but that energy and that negativity, do I want to be responsible for putting that out there? Do I want to be responsible for putting that um, into the world? And so there was other episodes that might have had a shock factor or might have had, you know, something that caused people to really tune in. But at the end of the day, there was no peace because she didn't feel that it was true to who she was as a person. And they told her, you know, you know, every year we're going against all of these other talk shows. And they're saying that this other talk show is going to be number one. And if we want to stay relevant, if we want to stay, and she had to take a stand and say, this is what the show is going to be about. And this is how I want to move forward. I want to impact lives. I want to inspire people. I want to encourage people. I want to make sure that people are growing and are focusing on personal development. I want to make sure that when people watch this show, that they're better and that there has been some growth that's happened and that they've been inspired and not just that they had some shock value that got me great ratings. And if our show doesn't last because of that, then, you know, that's something we'll have to deal with. But I'm going to stay true to the mission of why I decided to do this show. Also, she decided to stay true to the mission of who she was as a person. She always wanted to be Barbara Walters and realizing that, you know what, I'm not Barbara Walters. I don't talk the way she talks. I, you know, she's personable. She has this personality that's larger than life. Like even on her first show, it's like your very first show, but the confidence was there from the, if you ever like YouTube, the very first Oprah Winfrey show. She starts off the show like, welcome to the Oprah Winfrey show. And she was like, I don't have a lot of problems. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. And she was like, but two things that I've had problems with in my life was my love life and my thighs. Woo! So she's like cracking on herself from the very beginning. She's being authentically who she is in her element. Like, yeah, I know I'm a little overweight for TV. Deal with it. Yeah, I know that. I think she was about in her 30s or about to be 30 when she started a show. And I'm not married. Well, oh, you know, so it was like, I'm putting it all out there. Nope, I'm not married. Nope, I'm a little overweight for TV. But we're going to talk all about it because I'm going to be the most authentic version of myself. And so just being very intentional about, you know, embracing the most authentic version of myself, even if it goes against the green. And also just being intentional about the message that I want to put out there in the world and being okay to say no to things that may seem to, you know, bring me more success or bring me more monetary value. And so that was so amazing to me that she was very intentional. She was very intentional. So the first one, the principle is being intentional. And the second one is being consistent. And I was able to see that in her story too, that she was very consistent over the years. And I think that's why she has been very successful because she's been very intentional about what she does and very consistent. And so today we're going to dive deep into being intentional and Proverbs 18 and 16 says, a man's gift makes maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. Obviously this is the King James version, but I just love the way the King James version, you know, reads a man's gift 
maketh room for him, and it bringeth him before great men. And that we can see that in Oprah's life. And if we really examine when we follow what God is calling us to do, that we are placed in positions that are in front of great men. And I've seen it in my own life. And so when you're thinking about, okay, so Corral, you're saying a principle is to be intentional. And so if a principle is to be intentional as a business-minded person, and that is if you are an entrepreneur or if you are pursuing a career and looking for which career is the best career for me, which job should I take, being a business-minded person, being intentional about what you choose, whether you fall in any of those categories is very, very important. And a big part of that, the number one thing I want to tell you is understanding your why. And we dealt a little bit about how to discover your why in the last few episodes. So if you've not listened to what is my spiritual brand or, you know, mastering learning me and the other episode that we did of the power and saying no, definitely listen to those episodes because they really help with cultivating your why, cultivating why I do what I do. And like I said, in the power of saying no, when you know the vision, the call that God has on your life, it makes it very, very easy to say no to things. And for me, I stated it in what's my spiritual brand. I believe my mission statement in life, the statement that guides me through everything that I do is, I believe I'm here to inspire others to become the most authentic version of themselves. And that takes different avenues, but I honestly believe that, you know, that is my mission statement. That is why God has me here to inspire others to become the most authentic version of themselves. And what is my spiritual brand episode? I talked about how I feel like I have the spiritual gift of teaching. And that's why we're on the podcast today. But yeah, understanding your why is so, so important because doing all of that self-awareness work, being introspective, helped me to discover what my mission statement is. And it's been in my bio, and I think it's been in my bio since 2013. And 2013 is when I got serious about my relationship with God. So it all goes back to understanding what is God calling me to do. If I'm going to be intentional, if I'm going to make decisions, like how Oprah decided to make decisions of not doing certain shows and being herself and showing up authentically, you have to understand what God has called on my life so that I can understand what I'm about to do and that I'm intentional in everything that I do. And that's understanding your why. And when you're intentional and you understand your why and you operate in authenticity, it will bring you before great men. I've talked about how I had the connection with Devon Franklin and how I was in LA and we had the meeting at Sony Studios, but how I got to meet Devon in 2013 when I took my life seriously about walking with God, I wrote the play Sarah's Wedding. And after I wrote the play, everybody was like, oh, it's such a great success. Oh my God, it's so good. And so my colleague told me, she was like, you should hit up that guy that you follow because it was in 2013 that I discovered Devon Franklin and I bought his book and read his book on, you know, being a producer in Hollywood. And so she was like, you should hit him up on Instagram. So I would like message under his photos for like a week, message under the photos, send inbox messages, nothing. And so I just literally forgot about it after that. I don't even know if it was a week, several weeks or a month. It was a very short time after she suggested I messaged him. I had a friend who I went to high school with, who's a seven day Adventist who messaged me and said, 
our church is doing a youth conference at the end of that year. Yeah. So I produced, I wrote the play in 2013. I produced it in 2014 May. And I want to say she called me like, I want to say July or August. I want to say July or August. She called me and asked me if I could be a part of the marketing team. It would be a volunteer based thing. You wouldn't be getting paid, but that they were bringing down this couple and they really wanted the marketing to be tight because they didn't want to bring this couple all the way down from LA and not have a crowd there. And we had done such a great job of marketing the play. She wanted me to help them market their event. And I said, okay. And so she said, I'm not sure if you are familiar with them. It's Devon Franklin and Megan Good. Well, let me, saints, saints, let me tell you how I was like, yes, me, I, I am your girl. I, I definitely can do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. No charge. No charge. There's not going to be a charge for that. We're going to do that. But it was just so evident that in 2013, I decided to get on God's agenda. And as soon as I got on God's agenda, and then right then and there, God is lining me up with someone that he showed me in 2013, the next year you're going to meet him and get to work with him. And so it's so true that your gifts make room for you and they bring you before great men. But that's when you're intentional. When you're intentional about what God is calling you to do, that's when your gifts will make room for you. Not when you are deciding to go in several different directions. Like we said last week when we were talking about the power of no, because an idol is driving you. Is God driving your decisions or is an idol driving your decisions? And it reminds me of Paul and how Paul was so adamant about going after his calling. And in Acts 9, 15, the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. You have your mission statement. You have that call, Paul, and you are going to be God's instrument to proclaim the name of God to the Gentiles and to their kings. Like that is his mission and that everything that Paul does, he's going after that with zeal and zest and vigor because that is the call. So my call was to inspire others to be the most authentic version of themselves. And in that instance, I was doing it through a medium of a play. I was telling a story, but in that story, there was a message of finding you. The last line in the play, it says, And I think I said it in an episode or when I was advertising the episode was saying how Karen said in the episode, in the play. And I think I found the best gift of all. I found me. And so even in that play, I was teaching the audience that being the most authentic version of yourself is fulfillment, especially and only if it's rooted in Christ. And so I felt like that was so, so important to do. So the first question is, what is my why? The second question is, who have I been called to serve? So the first one is, what is my why? And that's your mission statement. Second one is, who have I been called to serve? In business, in my career, who have I been called to serve? So I feel like I've been called to serve creative entrepreneurs, people who are willing to go against the grain. Not that I do not serve people who work nine to fives, but I think that the majority of people who follow the things that I do are creative entrepreneurs who are not following the traditional way of life, which is so ironic because that is the path that God pulled me off 
to go after what he told me to do because I like nine to five. I like the traditional, you know, this is what you do. You go to a nine to five and then you, you know, you've heard my story. You get married, you have children, you have a white picket fence and you sit down like that. That, that was what I thought I wanted to do. That's what I thought God wanted for my life. And that's not what God said was for my life. It may be for somebody else's life. It may be the tradition of what everybody who you knew or a lot of people you know did, but that's not what I've called you to do. And so a lot of people who go against the grain in their life doesn't look quite the like predictable that they thought it was going to. They tend to be the people that gravitate towards a lot of the things that I, I do. And they're, they're my people. They're going against the grain. And I had a client, well, a potential client come to see me and like I said, in our company, we help companies with branding and marketing. And she was telling me that she wanted me to help her to market her travel company. I said, sweetie, sweetie, people use Expedia. They use Orbit. I don't know, Cheapo Air. There's several things. But you as a private travel agent in this season, especially, and it was during COVID when she came. I think like COVID had just hit two months in. And I was like, it's not looking good for a personal travel agent. It's not even looking good for established travel agents and airlines. So a personal one, like I just, I don't think that this is the season. Um, but let's, 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 let's chat. Let's chat. Like, what are you passionate about? You know, what do you feel called to do if you could do anything in this world? And after we had a conversation, she, she really was passionate about being a tour guide and, you know, allowing people to be able to explore our island and telling them about different things. And she went on about these things that, you know, that she thought was so great, but, it was a little uncomfortable because, you know, I don't know where to begin and I don't even know how to do that. And so I said, you know, it was a free consultation. I said, you know what? I know you came to me for ideas on how to promote the travel company, but one, it doesn't seem like it's a passion or it's a calling or is it that, you know, like it doesn't seem like that is what is driving you from our conversation. And I said, number two, it seems like you do have a great understanding of what you're passionate about and, you know, what you really feel called to do, but you're scared because you don't see how it's going to make money or you don't understand what you're about to do. So hear this point. When you're thinking about who you are called to serve and what you're being called to do, it's not always going to be easy. Walking in purpose a lot of times is uncomfortable because your strength has to come from God. So the minute you say to yourself, I don't see how I can do this. Great. That might be a great indication that that's what God is calling you to do because you can't do it on your own. The minute you think that I can do it on my own, I need you to really pray about it. Check your motives because it God needs to be the one that does it for you. The scripture said that he can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever expect or see because we're rooted in him because we're trusting him to do the particular thing. And so I believe that God has called me to creative entrepreneurs because he's given me the personality that is very bold and that is you know, resilient and I'm going to do it and I'm going to go after it. And a lot of people need that reminder that, you know, you have to be bold because your boldness is rooted in Christ. You have to be resilient because your resilience is rooted in Christ. And when it gets scary or uncomfortable or this seems overwhelming or it seems too big, you have to remember that God can do exceedingly, not me. God can do exceedingly. And so when I'm nervous about, is God calling me to this big thing? You know, I think I have a why, but is God calling me to it? And is God calling me to these people? Because it's not going to be easy to reach these people. But if God is calling you to it, he's the one who's going to allow you to be able to do it. 
your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. I could have never dreamed or imagined that I would be put in a position because I ended up interviewing Devon and Megan on stage when they said, you know, can you do it? It's free. It's volunteer. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do it. But when you have the interview, though, the, the interview, though, I want to I want to do that, you know, so that memory is ingrained in my head, those photos. I don't know even if we taped it at the time, but, you know, I was able to establish a really great rapport with them because I was an hour on stage interviewing them. And it was just like, God is so good. And it was just so, you know, it made God made he made room. He made room for my gifts and God wants to make room for your gifts, but you have to know that there are people who are attached to your assignment. And when you are not serving them, the things that they are meant to do in the earth are not going to be able to be done through you. I'm not saying they're not going to get done at all because God will choose another vessel, but they're not able to be done through you and you're falling short. You're, we are working for a well done when we get to heaven and you're falling short on that well done because of the fact that you're afraid of the big calling. You're afraid of the why. You're afraid of what God is calling you to do. So you're not serving that audience. I've been called to creative entrepreneurs and it's not easy because you're going against the grain. It's like Paul. Paul was called to the Gentiles and the Kings. Gentiles were not a part of the Jewish, like this is comes on. So you're going against the grain. You have to go to people who don't know about Christ. You have to go against Jews who are saying, you're one of us. What are you doing? How are you trying to go about this thing? And then you're questioning some of the religious things that we did. You telling them they don't have to get circumcised. Now, this is a lot, Paul. This is a lot. You're doing a lot. But God knew that Paul was bold, that he was resilient, that he could take a lot. Paul had to go into prison. Paul was shipwrecked. Paul was beaten. Paul, it was like, but a certain personality can take it. And that's who I called you to, Gentiles and the kings. And so... In that scripture too, Jesus, um, they're saying that the Holy Spirit is saying that, you know, he's going to suffer. God is saying you are, Paul is going to suffer for my name. And so just, you were brought before kings. You are called to these kings, but it's not saying it's going to be easy. It's not saying that, you know, it's just going to be easy street and you're just going to be able to deal with it just like, just like that. You have to depend on the strength of God to do uh, what God is calling you to do. If you feel like, oh yeah, I can do this, then that may not be what God is calling you to do. You have to know that that I have to be rooted in Christ for it to happen. So you have to understand your why and understand who you're called to. And the final thing about being intentional, understanding my why, understanding who I'm called to is how am I being asked to do it? How am I being asked to do it in this season? How am I being asked to do it in this season? When I talked about spiritual brand, I talked about how we use various tools and various vehicles to get to a certain destination. We know what the destination is. We're going to that destination. But when I'm intentional, I'm using certain tools. So I've used plays. I've used books. I'm using this podcast. In that time, Paul used letters. Paul used letters because he was in prison. And so at the time, you may have been thinking that, oh, I wanted to like, you know, preach and go to these churches. And even in his letters, Paul would say, you know, I wish I was right there with you, you know, but I have to write these letters. And But the thing about it is, Paul now has written almost 30% of the New Testament because of these letters. So at the time, we may be thinking, oh, I really wanted to do this. And so I wanted it to be like this. And I wanted to do this avenue or, you know, I wish I was doing screenwriting right now. Or I wish I was actually able to do a play, a live stage play. But, you know, all the world is shut down. So what am I going to do? Or I really wish that I was able to do this avenue or speak to millions of people right now. And, and I can't because you can't go anywhere. Or I have to do it on Zoom. Or, you know, you 
you might have all of these things that you feel are restrictions or I didn't want to do it through this vehicle, but this vehicle seems, especially because of COVID-19, this vehicle seems like the only vehicle I could do it through. It's even like us with this virtual launch that we're doing. Originally, we were going to go to, we're going to do a tour and we're going to go to several Caribbean islands and some states in the US. And I was like boldly going to reach these people and flying there and COVID-19 was like, no, you're going to do your island and mm, then it's going to be virtual. So we had to shift what vehicle we were going to use. And so you still have to be intentional about what God is saying to use as the vehicle in that season. And in that season, we know is more true this year than any year before. What is God calling me to use or do in this season? And so for me, one of the things we do with our clients are strategy sessions. And that's a one-on-one session. And so we have different things that we offer in terms of going to a corporate company and doing training. And in January, we'll be introducing a membership program. But right now, we're doing strategy sessions and they'll still probably continue a little bit next year, not probably as much as we do them now. But I do not love one-on-ones. I don't. I don't because I read The Go-Giver and I heard the story about the teacher who was only able to reach 24 students in her class and felt that there were so many more people she wanted to impact. So she left and she created an online program and now her teaching was available to people all over the world. And I was like, yes, that is me. I do not want to be confined to a classroom. And when I was working in the school system for eight to nine years, that is when I really related with that term. Like, yes, I do not want to be confined. But as I said, how is God asking you to use this vehicle in this season? Paul wanted to be face to face, but you got to write letters because you in prison. So what is God calling you to do in this season? And let's be intentional about the vehicle he's asking us to use in this time. So in this time, not something that I would have preferred, but God is asking me to, to do one-on-one. So I'm doing it with excellence. I'm doing it with excellence. Even though it's not one-on-ones are not my favorite thing, I know that that is something God has called me to do right now. And so I'm doing my best to honor the gift that God has given me and honor the people he's allowed me to, to touch in this season and to do it with excellence. And the other day I got a review from a client. They put it on Facebook and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so, that was so nice. And I, uh, her name is Brooke and she put it on Facebook and I w- was not expecting it. And she did a quote and it says, when someone speaks to your heart, its power transcends intellect and reminds you of life's true meaning love. Today, I entered into what I thought was a strategy session with Corel Pinder, and it turned out to be a soul-searching, euphoric moment of introspect. I'm grateful for this giant of a woman, and I praise God for her. I celebrate the gifts that he has placed on the inside of her, for they have greatly blessed me. And then another client wrote under this post, yes, those strategy sessions are so much more than you could ever expect them to be. Therapy sessions, really. She and her team are an asset to every business. Highly recommend. And so me, I'm trying to run away from one-on-ones like, oh, I don't like one-on-ones. I want to impact the world. There's so many people I want to impact. There's so many things I want to do. Oh my gosh. And God is saying in this season, be intentional about the vehicles I've given you. The vehicles that I want you to use right now. Be intentional about that. Be intentional about that particular thing I'm calling you to. 
And Oprah Winfrey had to do that as well. When Oprah Winfrey started, she also really wanted to be an actress. If you asked her, you know, what is one thing that you want to do more than anything? It was to be an actress. And The Color Purple was a part of what propelled her career to allow people to know her face a little bit. But it's knowing that you know, you'll still get to act here and there, but most people know her as a TV show host. So what vehicle, so even in her acting, she probably was inspiring people for growth and personal development and all of that. But the vehicle that God was calling her to in that moment, in that season, more than anything was a talk show host. So she still acted here and there, but people knew her as a talk show host. And so eventually when she gave up the Oprah Winfrey show, then the vehicle became owning the the own network and then a producer of shows and then just a thought leader. And, you know, it just continues to transcend itself in different areas and different vehicles. But at the time, if she said, I only want the vehicle to be acting, I just want to be an actress, then she would have missed out on having the Oprah Winfrey show and the intention that she was able to put behind that and the life she was able to inspire by going after that thing that God had called her to do, we now know her for everything that she has done. Same thing with Paul. He didn't focus on the vehicle of, I want to speak in person. He said to go to everyone and now I have to send it in letters. No, this is the vehicle I have, but I, I must be even intentional with a vehicle, even if it was in the vehicle that I thought, even if it was in the audience that I wanted in the moment. Like I said, I don't love one-on-one because I'm just like, oh, I have to make an impact with so many people. But what if that person that I have a one-on-one with has an amazing impact with people all over the world? Then you were able to do it in that one-on-one. So trust the season, trust the season that you're in, trust the vehicle that God is using because he's going to use it for your good. 30% of the Bible has been written by Paul. And so I hope that you take these points and remember them when you want to be intentional as a business person, whether it's as my career or as an entrepreneur, do I understand my why? Do I understand who I'm serving? And do I understand how God wants me to serve them? Am I intentional in every area? And here are some practical steps. You know, I'm big on being practical. So some practical steps, write out, if you don't have it written out already, write out your mission statement and put it somewhere where you can always see it. So I'm always reminded what I need to say yes to and what I need to say no to. Write that mission statement out and put it on your wall. Number two, who do you gravitate towards to help? Who are the people who you gravitate towards, who are like-minded? Who comes to you for help? Really understand the people who are asked, who are the people who are asking me the questions over and over. I need to, you know, really understand that. And number three, In this season, how am I able to be impactful in spite of what my current situation looks like? Yes, it's COVID-19. Yes, we had to pivot. Yes, we had to shift. But how does that look right now in this season? How can I still be impactful? What vehicle has God given me to use? In this season, God has me on a podcast. And it's great. I love being here. But it is very tedious to be consistent every week. And next week, we're going to do part two of two kingdom principles that every business-minded person needs to succeed. It's being intentional and it's being consistent. And today we talked about how to be intentional. And next week we'll talk about how to be consistent. So thank you for being here. Please share this episode with a friend if you enjoyed it. Tag us on Facebook or Instagram or leave a rating or review or do both. We will greatly appreciate it. Like we don't just say, oh, please leave a rating or review. We will really like you to leave a rating or review so more people can find a podcast and more people can grow and develop from this content. 
As we told you before, May I Call You Queen, an evening with the author, a virtual experience happens November 20th. So if you don't have your ticket, get your ticket so you can be there. We're so excited to spend this time with you. We're so excited to bring this event to you. Like I said, we had to pivot and choose a different vehicle, but we're still going to be very intentional about what God has laid on our heart to do at this event. So we can't wait to see you there. I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.